you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. I really hope that we can get around to um, some of your calls today as we get into a lot of the content. I, again, we've got some clips that you just have to hear. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think it's 12 o'clock. The carriage is a pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, like, there if, if there were any, um, I guess, outstanding questions, for any of our listeners where you were just sort of like, okay, we don't know, we're not really sure, we're just kind of on the fence, and and we think that maybe it's not going to be as sinister as Will and Mika are trying to make it out to be. <laughs> like, you know, maybe you're, you're just, you didn't, you, you thought we were just being a little bit dramatic. Um, no, nah, we, we were not. No, no, nah. we, not at all. Not and at And all. so what we'll do, though, what we'll do is um, we'll play some audio for you. Um, journalist Christopher Rufo has struck gold. I mean, I can do these things all day. Carriage is <laughs> a pumpkin, struck gold. I got another one. These things are Easter eggs over at Disney. Just, do you know Do you know about Easter eggs? The kids actually taught me what Easter eggs yeah, are. Yeah, that's the hidden stuff. Right? Yeah, hidden. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I had no idea. And um, anyways, but but so it's one of those things where over at Disney, they have this um, this practice of hiding things in their movies and their films. And they're usually like nods to past films or some sort of, you know, hidden connection that you've mm-hmm. got to really be an astute watcher to kind of pick up. Um, well, <clears throat> Easter eggs no more because it's completely revealed that Disney not only is um fully given over to the woke mission. I mean they're 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 all in. I you know, I will say this. I had this thought that um I don't know, I guess I thought a fair amount of people were kind of being dragged along, you know, in this agenda here. I, I thought a fair amount of people were being dragged along. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> excuse me, it <laughs> seems like that's not the case. It seems right. like nobody's being dragged. It just seems like um in fact it seems like they're doing the pulling. They and are in pulling. fact, it seems like they I, I, want to pull a, the culture. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Because, you know, we know that as far as the parents are concerned, they, they're not agreeing with this. No, you know? no. We but know they, that over 60 percent. And this, exactly. is, this is not just conservatives. This is also liberals and moderates. Um, 60 percent right. of Americans do not want their children to be indoctrinated with woke sexual theology theology (laughs) that's it's kind of their religion but ideology is what i really wanted to say um we we know that over 60 percent of the population doesn't want this and so so it tells me that we i guess we have a kind of a weak population Mm -hmm. because if you can have over 60 percent of the population that doesn't want this and yet you have it Mm -hmm. um that percentage of the population hasn't been very vocal now and and we we guys you know when you listen to our program you know we're we're going to always come back to the importance of what where we stand in culture, its importance eternally. 
Amen. what it means for us as Christians. Why do we take the stand that we that we take? Why do we why do we do this? Because we're believers, right? Above any other identity, we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. In addition to that, we also are very real with you as we are navigating the culture. And I, and that's a lot of the response we get from our listeners is that they appreciate that it's just man, it's just real talk. It, it's not. Um, you know, here's the crafted answer. It's man, right. here, here is what it is that we must do for the glory of God. It Amen. is difficult at times, but we do it. Amen. We have to be discerning. We have to watch what's going on in the culture. And you guys all know that Will the Great and I um, married 17 years. We have six kids. Our mm-hmm. oldest is 15 on down to one mm-hmm. um, and a half. Um, and so we're navigating this right now. And we had a real real conversation with our big three last night yeah and i don't know will the great i would just mm-hmm. kind of defer to you on this would you would you say that um i mean that was the the realist yeah I think. I, I think i think that was the realist especially given their age now mm-hmm. and ability to understand you know yes. things um but i they're at the right age and the thing yeah. is when we talk about these issues you know we're not talking from a standpoint of having already uh, graduated our children or they're out of right our we're home. in it we're in it so if we're saying man we got to make our voices heard we got to stand for righteousness yep you know we're talking to ourselves as well it's not something that we're pointing a finger and saying you need to that's right like we're right. in this right that's now right. real time that's right and 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 connected to these issues in a way that i think and and sometimes I think our listeners may even hear this. We're connected to these issues in a way that I think draws out from us the, the impassioned pleas that you he- hear on a regular basis. That yeah. it's like, guys, do you understand? And and I want to say something because we're going to go into a series of clips here that I just think you have to hear. If at this point you haven't heard them, many of our listeners will have heard them. Yeah. So we really just want to use them sort of as a backdrop uh, to talk about where we are and what believers must do. Mm-hmm. What believers, you really have no choice. You really have no choice if you understand what's at stake. Now, here's what I want to say as we go into this, and I'll kind of weave this throughout the conversation, leaving time for phone calls in the last segment. Um, I think the only way that we get so much inactivity from Christians is that we don't really believe what the potential outcomes are. Mm. I think we really don't believe. So let me let me say this. I'm, I'm going to make a statement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a statement here. And... And and then I want you to think about what the choices might be if this statement is true. Okay. If this statement is true, then what choices do we really have? And so here's what if your kids are sexualized away from biblical morality, they will go to hell. Hmm. <laughs> if your children are sexualized away from biblical morality Mm -hmm. and they choose that they make themselves the enemies of God. Romans one, the wrath of God has appeared because of all of this unrighteousness, this ungodliness. And then Romans one goes through the entire list. Guys, this is fresh. We, we went through this talking with our kids about Mm -hmm. it last night because we're dug in right now. Mm Mm-hmm. We, the, the Addisons are dug in, like, whereas we're just sort of like, oh, you know, we're talking about this and we're like, man, you know, these things we got that maybe that, but no, we're, we're, we're all, we're all dug in now. Mm-hmm. We're like, this is ridiculous. Like who is going to pay you to ensure their kids go to hell? Mm-hmm. Who's going to do that? 
Do you really believe that God judges sin? Do you really believe that children who are influenced at young ages, okay, make choices, make choices according to their greatest influencers? Do you really believe that? I think sometimes the inactivity that comes from Christians is because, well, you know, I just, I just don't know <laughs> that really my kid would ever face the judgment. Mm. I don't, I mean, he's such a good boy, right. you know, and, and see, this is, this is where people's hearts will lead them astray. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is where people's people's hearts will will get them in trouble, which is why when you look at the armor of God, you've got a breastplate of righteousness that you're supposed to put on mm. so that your heart does not deceive you as it's prone to do. Again, mm. Bible, all Bible. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So while I was telling you on Tuesday about uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis doing a little desantizing down there in Florida <laughs> and protecting children, K3. Um, Disney was having a meeting. Disney was having a meeting, a staff meeting, um, to, I guess, powwow about how they're going to respond to the passage of the parental rights and education bill and Governor DeSantis signing it. So they, they're, they're having this discussion. And in this discussion, which now you've got a series of videos that have been leaked, thanks to Christopher Rufo, they've been made public yesterday and or the day before uh, Boycott Disney was trending, which is very interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about that later, too. But in 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 these clips, we hear from people. Guys, listen, we hear from people who are making content for your children. Yes. <laughs> Proud of it. They're not. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, <laughs> these these are not the people who are taking care of the turkey legs at the theme park. Right. Okay, right. Right. Because, right. I mean, that's that's neutral. You know, I mean, the churro, you know, the churros, right? the churros. Yeah, They're not, yeah. These are not the people doing the churros. Yeah. Lord bless them. <laughs> Done. I'm dug in. I'm just I'm joking. Right. You know? <laughs> and not even looking back. No pillar of salt here. It's not even it's it's not even a contest, guys. Like it's not even a contest, but but it becomes a contest when people don't really understand what's at stake. When you know what's at stake, it's not even a contest. Like you don't even have to grit over this. You're like, ah, no, it, what? Yeah. You want to sexualize my children? Like, why are we talking about this any further? Get out of here. Those things have hooks. And, and we and we've allowed ourselves to be hooked at times, you know, by certain things. And, and so that's a little pulling. You know, yes. when things should be released, there's a little pulling that happens, you know, but you do get to a point where it's like, all right, pull. <laughs> you know? But here's my question. Here's my question. Why do they have hooks? Mm. And, 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 and how do the hooks remain? Because mm. and, and I'm asking this sort of like a rhetorical question, because I'm, I'm thinking the only way that these things become like, oh, I just can't give this up. I just mm -hmm. can't. It's because you don't know or you refuse to accept what the consequences of these things really are. Mm. Like, I mean, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like you, mm -hmm. there's a, there's, there's gotta be some sort of disconnect between, because I just don't understand people fighting and holding on to and not being able to give up like poison. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Like if they it, don't see it, it as poison. That's, and that's it. Right, you, that's it. That's what you're saying. They don't that's understand exactly my point. what it is.
Boom. That's yeah. exactly my point. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, clip two here uh, in just a second. Let me just set it up here, though. Latoya Ravino, who, I mean, man, there's always the one that's just super, super, super extra um, <laughs> of all the clips that I saw and heard uh, coming out of this Disney uh, meeting on Tuesday. Hers was just really super over the top. Like yeah. it just to me was like um, a little bit performative. Uh, Latoya Ravino, you're about to hear from her. She's the executive producer for Disney television animation. And she talked about how to her surprise, to her surprise, Disney welcomed all of her attempts to just um, put queerness wherever (laughs) she could, wherever she could. She just inserted queerness. Here we go. This is clip two. It's like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like informative (laughs) part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I'd, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like i i feel like i felt like it was i mean like maybe it was that way in the past but i guess like something must have happened in the last like like they're turning it around they're going hard and then all that like momentum that i felt like that sense of i don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss let's in the background this like i was just Wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. <laughs> Guys. Man. I mean, she is really man, it's, excited it's, um, about. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, she's excited about <laughs> sexualizing and confusing the youngest among us. Like it's it's like it's it truly is it. almost yes yes she's she's like I don't know what happened over there at Disney I don't know if something just turned around well I can tell you one of the things that happened Toya <laughs> I can tell you one of the things that happened is that nobody gets outraged when you do those things mm. so the lack of outrage kind of seems like approval doesn't it. <laughs> So that's why no one's trying to stop you. That's why you can just put queerness in wherever you want. Just put it in. (laughs) Guys, these are our children. We're responsible for them. All right, we'll grab the break and we'll continue on. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay close. With temporary to eternal. Perfect. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Eternal by Halvey. Today's show, The Carriage is a Pumpkin. Um, we're at 12 o'clock now, and everything that it is is revealed, hmm. right? Um, that Disney wants to sexualize your children and they do not believe that you have the wherewithal to stand against them or even the care. Like they they just bank on and anticipate that they're just too big and too grand and that they can do whatever you want 
and they bank on and anticipate that you just, you know, you're just kind of indifferent to mm. it. Um, what does it matter if your young boys grow up confused about their sexuality? What What does it matter if your five-year-old, if your five-year-old who left to himself doesn't even care, think, or even want to explore this? <laughs> <laughs> What does it matter, right. right, that he doesn't on his own, but leave it to Disney. Now, all of a sudden, he's starting to think, maybe right. maybe boys should kiss boys. <laughs> maybe maybe this is not maybe this is not a problem to you. We played Latoya Ravenel, um before we went to the break, just talking about how she was just able to insert queerness just wherever she wanted, put it in the programming that she worked on, um, including that uh, Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, Raveno is also the executive producer on the upcoming Disney Junior Disney Junior musical series Rise Up Sing Out mm -hmm. featuring the music of The Roots which tackles the subject of coming together to fight racism and celebrate celebrate black culture. Mm -hmm. Can I say something? I'm so tired. I am so sick and tired of the assumption that if you're black, you must be all open to all mm -hmm. of this ridiculousness. Like that's have, you can lump all of that together. Yes. I am I am fed up with it. They have that successfully is, linked that. <laughs> it, it is disgusting it to me. Yeah, to me it's too. disgusting to me. <laughs> to me too. Right. So so here we go. Rise up, sing out, because you know, and then celebrate black culture and 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 all of the queerness. It should be disgusting to everyone. It's it's just, it's sick. It's sick. We're talking about our children, by the way. She's also the director, this Latoya Ravenel. She's also the director um, for the upcoming animated series, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Well, there you go. Well, and, and, and the crazy thing is that when that series came out, if I remember correctly... It was about a girl named Penny Proud. It was a black family. Mm -hmm, and it that. was about the family just being the family, the Proud mm -hmm. family, right? Like I and I, I was not an avid watcher of the series, so I don't know all there is to know about it. Right. But I I'm pretty comfortable to say that it did not have that as its agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I can't tell you that one hundred percent. But I can tell you that the louder and prouder right now in this climate mm -hmm. does not mean what it could have once meant. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, it, yeah. I mean, it just, it just can't. Anyway, she mentioned in the clip that you heard before we went to the break, she mentioned senior vice president and general manager, uh, television animation at Disney branded television woman by the name of Meredith Roberts. And this is what she said, uh, earlier this month in a deadline interview about Latoya Ravino. She said, quote, Latoya is a rare and uniquely talented person who elevates everything she touches and her creative sensibilities span stories for preschool kids, families, and adults. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting though, because she wants to put adult content in the preschool stuff, which I mean, you know, if, if you think about it and it's, it's crazy because I remember I'll tell you, so which our kids, I'm just, I'm just completely like laying all the cards face up. Right. And, and, and which we say, you know, there, I, we know that there are some people who think that we may just be a little bit extra at, you know, we don't care. Um, we just really don't, but <laughs> we take proper precaution. Okay. So the series, the puppy dog pals, um, I remember talking with our oldest about it because she said to me, I'm so grateful to have like a family of watchdogs. Right. 
she said, mm, I don't know. She goes, there's a there's a puppy in this series. And this is this is Mariah, our 15 year old. She goes, there is a puppy in this series that they make look like a girl. But when it talks, it sounds like a boy. <laughs> it looks like a girl. But but it also has like the facial hair of like a um, mustache, like the it's it's a dog. Right. You understand. Mm -hmm. And so so there there was a time where you would see these things. OK. Mm -hmm. And you would think, well, that that I mean, it's just a dog. Right. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> you're right. Um, but no, these these things were all now it's revealed that these things were all on purpose. This is what we're trying to do. Exactly. We're trying to confuse your children, especially but when I, you know I, where it's coming from. You're like, yes. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, even though I even even not being confirmed mm -hmm. that Latoya Ravenel was trying to do that, you know, we were just like, eh, you know what? Nix it. Yeah. We don't care <laughs> if, if it makes us uncomfortable. We don't watch it. If we feel like mm, I'm not we used to look, I, we guys, I'm telling and it's not just Disney. We used to watch the kids baking challenges and all of these things. Like we love to have those like family nights where you're just watching a competition and you're just having a good time. You're rooting for the person you want to win. And so you get into these competitions and you're watching. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's there's a contestant on there who you can tell is a part of the agenda initiative. Hmm. And so our kids, man, I mean, they know us at this point because what happens is we're like, it's gone. That's it. Why? Why? Because we're not Romans one, right? We're not giving our approval to this. We're not going to sit around and watch this kind of sin where you prance out boys who are wearing lip gloss, little boys wearing lip gloss, and we're not going to use that for our entertainment. How in the world can you find it outrageous if you're laughing at it and enjoying it? Mm. How can you be grieved over the state of these people's souls if they're entertaining you? There's just no way. All right. Um, more of um, Disney Easter eggs here. Disney corporate president Carrie Burke um, talking about how Disney is going to move forward and increase representation by 50 percent. <clears throat> excuse me. LGBTQ plus and racial minorities. I mean, just, they got to link them. It's ridiculous, y'all. It's 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 sickening. Like, I, I just the, because the struggle. Because of a legitimate <laughs> struggle yeah. that yeah. really happened. So mm -hmm. they're like, no, nah, we, we, we have a struggle, yeah. too. So we need to link our agenda to that, to that mm -hmm. a, a real struggle, so that yep. we can benefit from our struggle, and it which was, is not and, a struggle. <laughs> which is not a struggle. And let me say this. And, and because of the civil rights movement and because of the civil rights era in this country, that was the catalyst, sort of the birth of how you reposition Marxism in America. It was, okay, wait a minute. It's not going to be the proletariat versus the bourgeois. And, and that has sort of trickled down. We understood that we failed after world war one. Okay. So then now what, what is it that we're going to do? And then how do we do that in the West? How do we do that in the United States? And Oh, bingo. Oh, they got a race problem. Hmm. They got a race problem. So if we can continue to divide over that, and then we make that big enough where it never goes away, never, ever, ever goes away, then we can just attach everything to that. Mm -hmm. You're oppressed just like them. You're oppressed just like them. You're oppressed just like, and you want the them to stand up and be like, dude, yo, I'm not oppressed. Like, stop. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but they won't because they've, they're all like sold. They, they've all bought into it. That's, that's how LeBron James is oppressed. 
that's oppression goals. LeBron James's life. Oprah right. Winfrey. That's how you want to be oppressed like that. <laughs> you understand? Th- those are the goals. Those are the things that you seek and search for. Oppression like LeBron. <laughs> Can't believe you let my kale spoil, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clip one, um, Carrie mm-hmm. Burke saying that they're going to increase, uh, quote-unquote, representation by 50% LGBTQ plus IA and uh, racial minorities. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and, and also as a leader. Um, And that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, Uh, to all of us. We we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where. Again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and, and, and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye-opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened. Um, I, as a leader, and me as my colleagues, would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be, and um, and I hope this is a moment where um, the fifty percent of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um, uh, we don't. We just don't allow each other to go backwards. Hmm. How would you know? That's that's what I would like to know, um, Carrie. That's what I, I want to know. So you say you've got a handful of um, queer leads, your words, and and you say, man, you you were shocked to learn that, you know. And so you you're like you're, you're you've got to increase this where it's not necessarily a gay story, but but you've you've got to feature these. So my question is, like for the children, like how how will they know that? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. how how are they gonna know? Because you know, amazingly, what's built into them is actually normative first, <laughs> right? Like you, so you actually have to like pull information out of kids' minds and then rewrite your information in there. So my question is: so you you want to push the gay leads, your words, okay? You you want you want to bring that to the forefront, and you want to do that in a way where it's not it's not like a you don't have to have a gay storyline. You just want to inc- include these characters, and and you don't want to go back. And you're doing this in honor of your pansexual child, okay? So. So what, but what does that look like though, Carrie? Like, my question is how, how are the kids going to know? How are you going to make sure that the kids know that this is representation? You see what I'm saying? Like, do you, I mean, like what, yeah. what is that actually going to look like? Well, I know one thing they want to restore the the homosexual kiss and the light year thing. So maybe they like, that's one way. That we're so going more to, of that, more uh, of that's that. That's what I think. More of that. Because how would they know? <laughs> 
I just I I I I just think that parents have to care about the eternities of their children. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think that parents have um and I man, I say this not to beat us up because I am busy. I I understand this as a mom, as a homeschooling mom. I understand this. I understand this as a working mom. I understand this as a mom who's actively involved in my church, also discipling women. I, I am busy. But can I tell you that there is nothing, there is nothing that I feel like, oh, that's just my children. I'll get to that later. Mm. Do you know, it, I, mm-hmm. like, that's my business. Amen. Like, that's my business. Like, so, so the other things I'll have to say, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm not going to be able to get together with you today. I got to do this. Like this, this is pressing. So yeah, that's ministry, but this is ministry. Like yeah. your home and your children and your family, that is ministry. I don't know how we got to the place where we thought other people are supposed to minister to our children, <laughs> but not us, not we, the parents. It just makes no sense. And so I know that there are a lot of people who are conservative and they're outraged over what's happening at Disney. But I'm like, okay, but Christians, though, seriously, though, guys, like you have a lot more at stake than just the change of your comfort living. Like we want to be able to enjoy entertainment. That's not offensive. There's something bigger for us in this. And that's the thing, because you have the other commentators who are, like you said, they're conservative and men. They are making statements and saying, like, we're not doing this and we're going to have an alternative. You know, but they're not going to come with a biblical worldview. No, no, they will not. But what about us right. as Christians? Right. It's more than just because of conservatism or because of anything like that. It's about eternity. Think about it. Think about it. And and I think the question. So so I think about um, I think about first Corinthians chapter six. And you've mm-hmm. heard this many times. And we read this and we talk about it. We talk about what the word of God says. And usually we're kind of, you know, when we think about these things. We're all like, we think about the adults who are living in rebellion against God. Man, but what about our youth who are living in rebellion against God? And they arrived there because they were sexualized. Why why are our girls getting together in droves and determining or deciding that they're boys? Why are they doing that? Why do we have so many Christian parents today, more than you've ever seen, more than you have ever seen? Why are there so many Christian parents who are saying, hold up, my son came home, my daughter came home, and now and then just fill in the blank with, with whatever it is you can imagine because that's what's happening. Why, why, why is this happening? Because they've been influenced. Because they've been told lies. So the question, the, the connections that we have to make, those connections are, okay, wait, what they believe about their sexuality, does that have eternal implications? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral. So because some people are like, well, you know, my kids, my kids straight, so I'm good. Hmm. Hmm. And she's got a boyfriend, too. So so it's great. So she. Yeah, yeah. OK, she's all right. She's all right. But but are they hmm. sexually immoral? Come on, man. See, because <laughs> g- guys. Okay, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Guys, if you don't think that this can apply to your children who adopt new beliefs that are suddenly culturally normative, 
then you are deceived. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will take the break and we'll be right back. Yeah, um, I've had the privilege of working with the Moon Girl team for the last two years, and they've been really open to exploring queer stories. And part of, I'm on the production side, uh, part of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is um, making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like the full breadth of expression And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender nonconforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have. We got the further, uh, the, the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. Oh my goodness. Welcome back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. That man is uh, named Alan March, and he's a production coordinator for Disney. And uh, he was on the call on Tuesday as they're talking about, you know, what they're doing at Disney to, you know, do better for the country and make sure that kids have a, a, a different a different worldview, make sure that they can see uh, gender nonconforming characters. And um, how, how do you do that? It's just like the question I was asking, like, if you're going to put more of these characters in there, and but you're not necessarily doing quote unquote gay stories how 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 are the kids going to know and so there you have them Alan March saying so we we got to give these characters some depth and and we got to kind of bring their stories to light that's i mean anyway uh it's 12 o'clock over there at Disney hmm. uh 888-589-8840 Sherry B can start getting your calls queued up we got a couple more clips here but um as we get to them Sherry B will get your calls queued up i mean is it time that's that's what i'm asking is it time like do we you know, do we care? Do we really believe that the implications are dire when we have our kids who reject the truth, who are walking away from the truth, and they are walking away from the truth? Do not kid yourself. Do not kid yourself. Our kids are walking away from the truth because we have handed them to the culture while in our own homes. We have handed them over. Yeah. All right. Um, so that was Alan March. Here now you're going to hear Vivian Ware. Vivian Ware, she is Disney's diversity and inclusion manager. And I want you to hear her take on what they're doing at the Disney parks to make sure that everyone feels included and everyone feels welcome. This is clip four. Last summer, we we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, 
those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. Um, 888-589-8840. Not only would I not pay for that kind of insanity, but you couldn't pay me to do that. Mm. Can you imagine? Can you like I want for for those of us who've been to a Disney park just like ever, even if like as a kid or like you've taken your kids just think, you know, they're they're. At the Disney parks, they have like the nursing moms bathrooms, which are like mini lounges. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these things. And they're like air conditioned and you can go. Can you imagine the chaos now that's that's there in that space? Can you imagine what would be allowed, what you can't say no to? Can you imagine what it's like to be a worker there? Like, say you're, the, you're you know, just you're there at the, the, the churro cart. OK. And and. You know. A person, a person walks up to you in a princess dress, um, you know, clearly, clearly a little girl. Can you imagine now you can't, you can't acknowledge that? Like you can't, you can't say, hello, princess. Like you can't, you know, <laughs> or maybe what's worse, like maybe it's a boy who walks up to you in a princess dress. Now, what kind of like, you know, imagine that, that confusion. Mm. You know, I, I mean, guys, this is what happens. This is what happens when man is deceived by the evil one and then he descends into this type of chaos. Disney is wickedly woke, y'all. Disney is wickedly woke. I mean, this is this 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 is, you know. Anyway, um, all right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Rob in Arkansas. Hi, Rob. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Doing good. Well, we've come at a time where you've taken away the in innocence of what Disney and Disney World used to be when we were kids. Hmm. I have seven kids who are supposed to be going to Disney World this year, and after hearing what was coming up this last week, I cannot stomach the fact that Mike may possibly put their feet on the premises of mm. I what do you tell your kid if we're walking around the park and all of a sudden they see a boy in a dress or and they ask that question the innocent question mommy why is that boy dressed in a in a in a dress or a skirt mm -hmm. or whatever how are, how are you as a christian supposed to explain that to them <laughs> when you are doing wrong by is it okay to say this? You are doing wrong by setting foot on that place and sh and showing a bad example anyways. Mm. What is going to happen to the franchises of Star Wars? <clears throat> are they going to make it sexualized? They've already done that with Marvel Comics. They've already mm -hmm. sexualized it. Yeah. And now they're hitting every subject <laughs> that they possibly can 
with Di- with uh, Disney Animation, and yeah. and to that point, are they going to start remaking all these old movies that we used to remember that were so innocent and everything? Are they going to start sexualizing mm. those? Mm-hmm. I think they have done that. I, you make a great point, Rob. I think they've already begun to do that. I, I think you look at even um, what they their live action films are doing that with some of the, the more recent animated films. And so just you have a, a real time picture of this where they are trying to center, you know, certain voices and they're including content that would not have been in previous films. You you can see that as you look at them even now. Yeah. So but I I, I want to comment on the point that you're making. I think that parents, we now have no excuse. I think now if there is damage done to our children because we continue to partake or because we continue to take them to places where sin and rebellion against God is not. Now, watch, this is mild to say that it's normalized, but it's actually exalted. It's lifted up above everything else. Right. So you take them to like you can't like truly if you know. You know, it's it, I don't know. It's sort of like a it's you, it's reminiscent. You guys remember Pinocchio when <laughs> yeah. when when all of the boys were going to the fair and, mm-hmm. and, and everything, you know, it's sort of like why, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't take your kids to something like that. And Disney is coming out and being very bold and saying, this is what we're doing. Yeah, they 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 are sort of like um, they are living out um, this louder and prouder. That's what they're doing yeah. right now. All right, um, Rob, thank you for your call. I thank appreciate you, it. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Drew in New York. Hi, Drew. Hey, how you guys doing? doing Hello. Good. All right. Um, I'm actually in Mississippi right now. But, okay. Um, yeah, from New York. Um, it's just, I, I mean, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just Disney in general. Um, I, okay, so I, I have a 22-year-old daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the time she was about four years old, me and her mother just had to dead that because, you know, even before the uh, just like the, the, the introduction to, to, to transgenderism and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there's just an over sexualization by this this brand that is supposed to be for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and they've gone through so many phases of, of just just different woes of our country. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, back when I was a kid, you know, there was the whole song in the South thing and, and, and the, and the tar baby, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. um, fast forward to the eighties and nineties, you know, you got, you know, uh, um, these, these, uh, these roles of, of, of princesses that, that take away from, from, you know, a, a woman's power that, that she has to be dependent on some, uh, on you know, a prince coming to save her, you know, um, um, just the sexual innuendos, um, you know, there, there's just so much that that this brand is doing and it has done, and it's 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 not getting any better. Uh-huh. And the thing that makes it even worse, the thing that makes it even worse, man, is that like like parents and 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 people in general these days, they they feel so beholden to go with the status quo that nobody's speaking up for their kids. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, we have this whole, this, this whole transgender thing going on right now. And it's like, if, if you, if you speak against it, then you're the problem, you know, like, no, that's, 
you're sexualizing your kid. How how do you have a five year old kid, and you know just because he plays with a doll, now you want to dress him up like a girl? He doesn't know it's, what a girl feels like. He right. just knows that he likes dolls. Right. It's insane. And I'm going to tell you something though. And and what we see now is we see a culture that is creating a problem. And then they are providing their solution to the mm. problem they have created. Right. So they say, oh, your son is playing with girls toys. He must he must be a girl trapped in a boy's body. He must really be a girl. But then they say, but you know what? The solution to that really is that we have gender neutral toys, meaning that we don't have any such thing as girl toys or boy toys. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Do yeah. you see how utterly yeah. ridiculous it is? And, tar- and Target, boycott Target, got in on this. We're no, we're no longer, this was at the height of the boycott. They were, I mean, I just felt like, man, they just really don't care. We're not going to have like girls aisles and boys aisles for toys. We're just going to have toys. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is. It's crazy. There are things that girls are drawn to play with, and there are things that boys are drawn to play with. Do you find overlap in kids? Absolutely. Absolutely you do. But that doesn't mean that you start erasing the lines and saying there's no such thing. I mean, it, but this is the culture that we live in. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. All right, let's go to Shannon in Texas. Hi, Shannon. Hi, how are you? Doing Hello. Good. Um, okay, I have a question. Um, I raised my children in church, um, but it wasn't consistent, and now I regret that because I sent, sent my daughter to college, which I would never do again if I could do it over. And she has turned uber liberal to the point where I can't have a conversation with her. Mm. Well, we were speaking about this the other day, and she said that um, there was only a couple of scriptures in the Bible that speaks against homosexuality or this matter. And that that was only done so when they did the translate a new translation in like the seventies <laughs> or eighties. So I was wondering if you could help me out with some scriptures, maybe if you notated on your Facebook page, where I could go back and say, Hey, this is this is not what your friends in college has told you. This is not what the professors have force fed into your your mind. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Thank you yeah. So okay. So first of all, let me say this. If you will also email us at yes. Addison's at AFR.net, Addison's at AFR.net, because what your daughter is now doing is calling into question the historicity of the Bible and the reliability of scripture. So what this is actually going to require, Shannon, is it's going to require more than some. And I say this lovingly. So we're not going to be able to scripture slap these people. Right. Yeah. Because what she now is she is. She's doubting the um, inerrancy of the word of God and the reliability of scripture and the historicity of scripture. So this is going to take a little bit more than giving her some passages in scripture. But I will tell you this. And and so please email us Addison's at AFR.net. But I will tell you this from Old Testament to New Testament. Anytime the Bible records any kind of behavior outside of God's design for male and female, which now our culture calls heteronormative. It's just the way things are, right? Like male and female made in God's image, uniquely designed, uniquely designed for the purpose that God created them. Okay. You guys understand what I'm saying here. Um, Anytime there's anything that happens outside of that, it is condemned by God Yeah. on its face outright. 
It's th- there is never a time where you encounter that in scripture where it's ever celebrated or it's ever excused or it's ever like there's not one place. So this liberal interpretation is not just the ignorance of scripture, but it's the rejection of scripture. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>